Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. Go, Devin. Toku Ingoa. And I'm RJ. What beautiful language was that? This Maori. Week? Oh, yeah, nice. I mispronounced it though. <laughs> to no now. Toku Ingoa. That's it. <laughs> it's just different flow. Um, this is an audio podcast. It's not a visual podcast. No. Right? Yeah. Um, can you explain your shirt to the people who listen for us, RJ? Oh, this is a classic. <laughs> so this is a classic yeah. shirt um, from back in the day. Uh, there's a town called Cameron Park in El Dorado County, and they like to show off, you know, for people that are fans of airplanes and cars. Well, yeah, they have an airport there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and lots of retired people that have lots of money to spend. So, yeah, there's so a show a, and shine. It's a car show mm-hmm. and, and an airplane an show. An airplane show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a car show at the airport <laughs> as opposed to bringing your airplane to where the car show usually is. Yeah. And it's a classic. 2001. And did you vintage. buy this shirt? Probably. <laughs> I don't remember. I think we got them for free because Vilt was uh, volunteering, guys, technically. You showed him titties? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you got a shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mardi Gras. Yeah. Just flash them. Well, I have this one. I have two of them. And I have another one that's a 3XL. And I got that from my mom. And she's a little, little tiny Filipino lady. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like a nightgown on her. But I, she never wore it and just gave it to me. So I have two of these. Nice. And the 3XL. No, that is the 3XL. Is that the 3XL? I might might have got fatter. Do you think that? <laughs> do you think if you looked up on eBay, that shirt's on there? It <laughs> might be. <laughs> for the be real curious. Cameron Parkians. <laughs> CP for life. That's the kind of shirt that you're gonna see like in a news story for Africa in like ten years. <laughs> yeah. Like all those thrift store shirts. Just go, they get sent to Africa. Right. There's like a secondary economy over there <laughs> where they like cut the sleeves off and sew on different sleeves. So you'll see like, <laughs> like they seriously do that. Like they, yeah. all this, all the shirts that go from Goodwill <laughs> or that don't sell at Goodwill get sent to Africa. Yeah. And then those people that get the free shirts sell them to other people. That's funny. So you'll see like, 2001 Cameron Park Show and Shine in like Nigeria. I wish I got the 2001. That was a better one. That was a better vintage. That was a good year. (laughs) The artwork was so much cooler. (laughs) All right. Uh, Episode 16 of the podcast. Yay. Devin's fifth time. Damn. Fifth mix. Wow. Uh, What is the name of this mix? I come from a band down under. And walk us through the idea of this mix. Why? So, I really like Australia in general. Just generally. But also, there's something interesting that's happening in their music scene. Where they have a similar music scene to us, but it's almost like like 10 years behind in a way. Mm-hmm. But also a little bit different. Like, they're... I feel like they're going through the 90s right now, huh. like style-wise, mm-hmm. um, musically, and just like fashion, I guess. Like their just entire lives seem like it's very 90s-based. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting how that hasn't really like gone through Australia yet, and they're really creating some kind of cool music. Yeah. 
based on stuff that existed before. But I don't know if they're doing it intentionally, or I don't know. Eh. But yeah, I, <laughs> I like Australian music. I yeah. like Vegemite. Yeah. I like kangaroos. <laughs> I like Fosters. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, if you had asked me to make a mix of a continent and a country, yeah. I would not go to Australia instantly. No. No. I, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I would go, though. No. Probably England. <laughs> no. Real diverse. Um, yeah, so did you, are all of these uh, bands or people ha- have you been familiar with them for some time now yes besides one of them okay got it yeah nice um rj yes what are your thoughts going into this mix what are your uh, thoughts? i am a fan of australia too minus the spiders thing that they have there yeah mm-hmm. i hear they have like you know seven out of the ten deadliest spiders you like the crocs though like crocs of shoes no RJ likes the shoes. <laughs> I have a off-brand Crocs. <laughs> so it sounds like you're not a big Crocs fan, though. Yeah, if you got I'm against Crocs. Crocs. Um, just the mix. I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun mix. Uh, just you know, koalas and stuff. That's what you got out of his mix is mm-hmm. koalas and stuff. Yeah. Literally everything I heard, I was just like picturing a, a koala. Going, going for big koala vibes in this. Yeah, one. Mm-hmm. yeah. Especially number four. Probably the <laughs> the most koala vibes out of any mix I've ever made. Yeah, you get four and a half koalas. Okay. Seven and a half kangaroos. I think we should measure this in bamboo shoots <laughs> or eucalyptus <laughs> leaves. How many eucalyptus <laughs> leaves do I get for this mix? Man, I love seeing jacked kangaroos. It's one of my favorite oh, things. Yeah. Because they're so scary. Like, I can't imagine yeah. running into one of those things in the wild. I want to You're in the one. bush. Okay. Right? Your shirt's off. You have a knife. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. You have a six foot kangaroo in front of you that's all teed out. Probably taller, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're Wait, big. Would the, uh, would the kangaroo have a knife as well? No, he, he has his feet. He doesn't even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. jacked. And he has biceps, but they're really tiny. Yeah. But it's still like intimidating. <laughs> but his forearms are like Popeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still really short. <laughs> but he's got a. Thick old tail. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just standing on it. It's so cool that that animal was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck people up by using my tail. Yeah. You he, know? They sit yeah. on their tail and <laughs> front kick you. I just watched a video of this golfer getting attacked by one. <laughs> and, like, he was hitting it in the head with a golf club. <laughs> and, it, like, it was making the kangaroo noise before that. Yeah. And then after he hit it in the head... It just kept making that kangaroo noise and mm. kept fucking him up. Like, Your golf club's not going to take this thing out. It's serious. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get in to I Come From a Band Down Under. E. Under. Under. Um, all right. So track number one on here, we've got a song called Broken Leg by the band Blue Juice off the album Head of the Hawk from 2009. Uh, Blue Juice was an Australian band based in Sydney, active between 2000 and 2014. Their group's final lineup consisted of lead vocalist Jake Stone, backing vocalist Stavros Yankis. <laughs> Stavros Yankis. <laughs> Bassist Jamie Sibij and drummer James Hopman. 
Um, the band released three studio albums, Problems, Head of the Hawk, and Company, as well as a Greatest Hits album of 2014. And they had an album called Zebras. Zebras? Yeah. Oh. With three Zs at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2009, Blue Juice signed to the Australian record label, Due Process. Clever. Clever. <laughs> and recorded their second studio album at Big Jesus Burger in Sydney. <laughs> Big Jesus Burger. <laughs> oh. Um, let's see. The album's second single was Ain't Telling the Truth. Was released in February 2010. And Head of the Hawk followed later in the year. In September 2010, Hawthorne Football Club. Players Ben Stratton, Jared Morton, Matt Suckling, and Liam Shields reenacted the Broken Leg video clip live as part of the 2010 player review on the AFL footy show. The footy show. <laughs> Man, this is so Australian. <laughs> um, I do not know what the clip is of Broken Leg, um, but... <laughs> uh, I remember the video being good for it. I don't, I don't remember what happened in it. Yeah. They were known for their, like... Hijinks. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, they were kind of like the Blink One Eighty Two of uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Australia. Um, no, they had some cool videos, and they did one where they were like skydiving. Maybe that was it. Hmm. No, I don't know. But yeah, they had some cool videos back in the day. Um, this is like one of my favorite bands. Interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know where I found them in the first place. Where does this song exist in the rest of the Blue Juice catalog? So, Head of the Hawk is a lot like this. Like they mentioned the, the songs um, Ain't Telling the Truth mm-hmm. and the song Head of the Hawk. I was going back and forth between the, those three songs to put on the first one. Uh, Broken Legs seemed to be the most like anthemic to put on there. Yeah. But I, it's very, yeah, like anthem rock, I guess. Yeah, I would call it stadium rock yeah <laughs> that's what i would call yeah <laughs> uh, yeah there's like a very specific way that in the 80s when you had like a good chant going yeah there's a way that people this is a visual podcast of course yes but there's a way that people <laughs> Upload would this like clip. pump their fist mm-hmm. right Just think jersey shore yes exactly yeah. pump their fists and rock back and forth yeah wearing leather pants oh, and yeah. just like yeah i can't get you out of my head yeah, yeah. i can't get you out of my head. <laughs> i don't know if this band has the if the keyboardist has a keytar but i just imagine this yes. song as a keytar <laughs> the whole time they do in one of their videos okay. where they're playing in a shopping mall yeah i don't know if he plays it all the time yeah they have I'll send it to you later. They have the best cover of End of the Road by Boys to Men that I've ever heard. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Probably the only cover I've ever heard of that song. But it's so good. Like mm. you'd be surprised at the guy's voice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. There's like this weird line between like serious musicians, Weird Al Yankovic, and then people who are silly. And this seems like a band. I didn't do much research on them, but from the song coming out and when it did, it just seemed like they just maybe don't take themselves too seriously. They're there to have fun. Yeah. 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 All their videos seem like that. Like, I actually, I think I found them in the MySpace days and it was hard finding all of their stuff, like all of their music back then. Mm -hmm. So I sent them a message 
just asking if there was a way to like buy some some of their old albums that yeah. Zebra's album I was talking about and they were so nice that they sent a they sent me back a handwritten letter or I sent them my or asked for my address they sent back a handwritten letter like said thanks for being a fan in the United States and sent me like 3 of their albums That's awesome. on CD for That's free super cool. Yeah. Like I didn't pay anything for it. I was yeah. Like, From Australia too. <laughs> like, that probably costs like that's 40 bucks just in shipping. Yeah, that's super cool. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Like a full-on handwritten letter like thanking me for being a fan. I was like, mm. "Fucking cool." Yeah. yeah. Blink 182 never did that for me. No. Yeah. Should try it though. Send them a letter. See yeah. What <laughs> Send them a picture of your cat. Send it to, to the Stars Academy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? An alien? <laughs> um, RJ, how do you feel towards the song? I think it was a good placement for the beginning. In the beginning, mm, you think it was a good placement in the mix, huh? Interesting. And <laughs> I've heard them before uh, because of Devin. Yeah, uh, it, it was fine. Um, it's fine. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> he enjoyed That's it. five stars from him. <laughs> yep. It was. It was one of those where I mean, they had the energy. They have their fun side to them. And that's apparent in there, especially with the, like their other stuff they do too. Uh, but I enjoyed it. So, on a scale of one to Jurassic Park, is this like a Terminator? Mm. Jurassic Park two. This is a Jurassic Park two. Mm. That's not that bad of a movie. It's pretty good. I think it's less than Terminator though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a six out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, the song is it's fun. It's it's just a fun song. Yeah, um, it's there. Um, I I think it's very very clever. The song is yeah because it's a they're writing an eighties pop anthem song mm-hmm. right, and it's weird that no one had done that melody before with I can't get this out of my head. Yeah, which is like I can't get this out of my head. So catchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like it's not there's. There's 80s pop songs that are annoying when they're stuck in your head. I wouldn't put this quite in that category, but I would understand if someone was like, it's in my head and it's very annoying yeah. at this point. A lot of the songs on this album are very anthemic like this. Like they have catchy parts. And the only way I can describe it is Australian. Like yeah. it's there's something different about it. You're kind of saying like, I can't believe that they made a new melody that nobody thought of before <laughs> for this simple shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah, it just has a little Australian influence on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something a little bit different about it. Yeah, what's yeah. that one I was trying to think of their name. I didn't even bother to look it up because I thought it would come to me. But there's a oh, uh, the, for some reason the song, I can't tell you why, but the song reminds me of a cheap trick song. But I can't tell you why. Because Cheap Trick uses heavy guitar leads versus keyboard leads. But there's something about the arrangement of the song with like the the very anthem side of it that reminds me of a Cheap Trick song. This one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what it is about it. I'm not... 80s band. I imagine one of these guys wears a checkered something. So... Well, Cheap Trick... Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Checkered bands. Cheap Trick did the... The that seventy show theme song. I think. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, maybe it wasn't cheap trick, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love these guys though. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on the placements okay. of the songs. Okay, that I have to wait till the end. Okay, I'm excited about um, that. But this, it definitely starts. 
It starts. Yeah. <laughs> you're there. You're in it. So if, if you're not prepared for this, like if you were going into <laughs> to be like, this yeah. is Australian bands. Yeah. And it starts with this. You're like, okay. <laughs> so not being familiar with any Australian bands, yeah. what are you thinking going into a playlist that's Australian bands? I thinking? thought like these would be like all Oasis. I know Oasis okay. is British, okay, but I'm like that's what I imagine is Australian music as Oasis. Okay, it's just like a knockoff of the Beatles, but down under, down under the Beatles. <laughs> I could see that. What were you thinking going into it? I know you knew Blue Juice, mm-hmm. but did you have any like notions about what Australian music is going to be? Just stuff with accents. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff yeah. with accents. Basically. <laughs> cool. Like, if they came in with a French accent, I'd be like, all right, I was, I was not <laughs> expecting this. Of course, they're French, Sean. Je suis un deux Yeah. Did you guys ever watch Bug Juice? What's Bug Juice? No? All right. I don't think so. <laughs> That's every time I heard the word blue juice well there's a blue juice comics that's a comic book publisher but there's uh there's an old disney uh tv show that's called bug juice about kids at a camp i kind of remember this but it's bug juice (laughs) i remember salute your shorts oh yeah that was pre-bug juice pre-bug juice yes okay i don't think i saw bug juice days but bug juice was once you got into like we're getting into the hump of you know we've got it's pre Hannah Montana. It's pre. It's in the weird. There's a weird gray area. Is it even Stevens time? Ooh, it's at the tail end of even Stevens. It's mm. after the movie. Uh, oh, it's, it's after Karen. they go to Hawaii. Oh, I love that movie. I did not like. They the do movie. the vacation. <laughs> Beans is not doing good these days, guys. Ooh, what is Beans yeah. up to? He smokes meth. Oh, oh. Yeah, like he was old. a troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. How's uh, Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> Shia is awesome. Did you see yeah. the video from him doing? I'm just getting super high and just, uh, oh yeah for the Fast Times yeah. reading. So good. Yeah. I fucking love Shia. He's so awesome. Yeah, I love that guy. But, Did you see the whole thing uh, about the flag that he was? He was doing oh, that yeah. art the project. Radio Lab did that. Yeah. Did they, you hear the part? Uh, I don't know if they covered it in the Radio Lab one. Yeah, NPR, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So how the the four chan guys? Oh yeah, like they tracked it that down? motherfucker down. Yeah. <laughs> respect on all sides of that that story that was amazing yeah like it was cool what shia was doing and it was just insane how those guys just tracked it down like three separate times yeah. or something i know it's <gasps> radio labs like there's a lot of bad things with 4chan but it's just inspirational how people can get together and solve <laughs> a problem <laughs> oh all right Track number two off this mix is uh, the song Another World by Royal Headache um, from the album High from 2015. Um, track number four off of their album coming in at two minutes and 22 seconds. A quick, quick jaunt of a song here. Uh, Royal Headache was an Australian punk rock and garage band from Sydney. Sydney. The band was formed in 2008 and was composed of Tim Shogun Wall. Lawrence La Hall, ah. Joseph Jeskit, Jeskit, and Chris Short, Short, <laughs> and Gabriel D. Giorgi on the keyboards. <laughs> the band released two albums, 
Royal and Headache and High. Uh, and June 2017, the band announces dissolution. Um, High is the second album from them. Um, yeah. This song sounds like a punk song from the late 70s, early 80s. It does, right? Yes. Yeah. But with a little bit of like the strokes, the vines, the those. I see just like straight on we're we're doing this. Okay. I I don't see the New York rock influence that those bands have. Okay. This this song just just like I if you told me it came out in 1981, I would say, "Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure." So there's a ton of bands like this in Australia, and I was thinking about making it just like that, like this playlist yeah. just like Australian garage rock. But I put a kind of a variety on there. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of a thing that's going on in Australia right now. Yeah. In the past five years, I guess. In their punk scene. Yeah. And yeah. The garage it's... rock coming out of there. There's a, a band called Fiddler. Um, a bunch of other ones. I think Ty Siegel's out of there. But yeah, this weird garage rock style. Kind of blending with the psychedelic scene, too. Mm. Uh, yeah, I could even see the song being pushed into the 90s a little bit for American music. Um, I could definitely, if you told me, I can absolutely see this song on the soundtrack of Tony Hawk's Per Skater, the first one. Oh. Because it, it just works with the rest of those songs yeah. in that era of music. Yeah. Like, that's why I could say I can even imagine it as a 90s song because that when that game came out, like, I just, it's a quick, fun, fast song. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I think I think it's the Stooges I'm thinking of. Yeah. And like television. Oh yeah. Television for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot of that influence. RJ, is this song pop punk enough for you? It's not really the pop punk <laughs> genre. But I mean I did get the whole punk vibe of it. I, I do see it as like an older punk song, as you said, Mike. Um uh, I'm thinking in my notes, I was just like, it's just, it sounds like a, like eighties recording. Like it's yeah. not like, you know, all digital. Yeah. It's, it's just like bare bones go yeah. <laughs> and they start playing and lots of reverb on the voice. And I was like, mm-hmm. I like it. I like just the rawness of it and just, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's it go. <laughs> yeah. And it I appreciate also could that. Be like a, in the nineties, it was very prevalent of having bands in the background of scenes. Like, yeah, and a lot of like '90s movies yes. and a lot of like teenage dramas, and then it happened Sopranos. into like shows as well. Yeah, where like even in the OC, it was like they were at a club and there was a band playing. Rooney, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I can imagine this band playing in the background of a movie or a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's generic enough. Yes, exactly. But also like. It doesn't sound like radio music. Right. It's like, oh, this is an underground yeah. band. <laughs> it's a generic underground punk band. Yeah. Yeah. So you're indifferent on it, RJ? No, I like it. I enjoyed okay. it. <laughs> Obviously, if you couldn't get that from his review before. <laughs> yeah, um, I love these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have a cool style, and it's the whole album is like this. Mm. I had trouble choosing a song by them uh it was between like four or five different songs and i think this one was the one that flowed best from the first one and i just really wanted to put that one at first yeah 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 i think think one and two they flow right on the mix yeah 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 
keep the energy up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then song number three. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get to song three. Oh, okay. How'd you feel about the song? It, it was... Uh, it just moves. It just, yeah, it just, it just goes, goes, and you're listening to it. It's yeah. short, sweet, and you're, just, you're moving on. All right. <laughs> I don't know if that works for the second track okay. of the mix. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So track number three on the mix, we got uh, City Looks Pretty by Courtney Barnett off of the album Tell Me How You Really Feel from 2018. Track number two off that album. The song comes in at four minutes and 42 seconds. Uh, Courtney Melba Barnett is an Australian singer, songwriter, and musician known for her deadpan singing style and witty, rambling lyrics. She attracted attention with the release of her debut EP, I've Got a Friend Called Emily Ferris. International uh, interest came with the release of the double EP, A Sea of Split Peas, in October. Um, Barnett's debut album, Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit, was released in 2015 with widespread acclaim. Uh, Tell Me How You Really Feel is the second studio album from her. Um, the album received generally positive reviews from the critics um, at the 2019 Australian Independent Awards. Tell Me How You Really Feel won Best Independent Artist, Best Independent Album, or EP. Mm. Now, this this gal yeah. is like, again, it's what you said at the beginning is very consistent with these first maybe four songs, but very the first three songs. Okay. Which is she's doing Patty Smith very well. Okay. Very, very well. And it's I most people now are not doing a Patty Smith. Okay. Most people did a Patty Smith in the nineties. So yeah, this is exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like people now aren't doing a version of this. It's very Velvet Underground. It's very yeah. Patti Smith. It's very that era through the 70s and 80s. Yeah. With this deadpan singing style. Now, what's interesting about her is this song in particular is well-deserved for how long it is. Right? Because it takes a big turn. Yes. And you're like, hold up. Mine another song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I love Courtney Barnett. Yeah. Like, everything she's put out is awesome. And I think it's really unique for a new artist. Nobody else is doing stuff like she's doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is kind of reminiscent. Like, some of her stuff is reminiscent of, like, a happier version of Sonic Youth or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not in this one. Yeah. But she does... A lot of like psychedelic guitar stuff, like psychedelic influenced with, I don't know, just poppy uh, melodies. Yeah. Like it's a mix of everything that yeah. she does. Well, that's why this song is a really good example of her because of that transition that's halfway through. Yeah. Because it completely changes the whole flow of the song and it really could be two separate songs. Yeah. But yeah. yeah and on the album, it doesn't even necessarily like flow into anything mm. for any reason. It's like this is in that song for that song only. It's yeah. not like an intro to the next track. Um, but yeah, I, every time I hear the song, I just I forget about that that change up. Yeah, and it catches me off guard every time. Yeah, exactly. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> We're in it. Yeah, RJ. Yes. 
Did you care for the deadpan? Um, it, it, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I feel like her style could be fit into Boy Genius and like, you know, Phoebe Bridgers and... Um, Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, and Lucy Dacus in that realm. But I think once they put them all together, they have the more upbeat style versus their slower, like Phoebe Bridgers or something like that. But she could be included in that group. This is what I was Hmm. curious about questioning you guys, which is what is the difference between her and like Phoebe Bridgers? An accent. It's not just sex. <laughs> okay, I'll take this one. Koalas. So Phoebe Bridgers, I would say she has more minor melodies. Yes. Uh, fuck. <laughs> um, Courtney Barnett is guitar-driven. Yes. In a way that you don't th- you don't realize that she's a guitarist. Yeah. You know. Um. I, I don't know. Know how else to describe it, but it's like '90s alternative. What I would say, okay. right? Because I was thinking about this because it's very, it's very apparent that there is an overlap, but it's not much. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the reason why it's not much is because a lot of these young American recording artists that are female, they're not necessarily relying on instrumentation yeah they rely a little bit more on digital instruments and producing yes not in a bad way no it's just they they just don't let the instrument lead the song Mm -hmm. where they're letting the the producers or the the digital side of it the drum beats all that kind of stuff be able to lead where the song's going I agree with the exception of Julian Baker, right. who's a little bit more stripped guitar down. leads, but she's not a full band. No. Like she's just doing that airy, minimal guitar stuff, at least on her first album. Yeah. Um, well, it's so it's so rare it's to have a really great female lead rock band. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I love the Pretenders. I think the Pretenders is one of the greatest bands ever. Um, she's so great in that band um but after that i mean 500 miles oh, i would walk for no um i don't know who I, I always forget who does that song uh but pat benatar uh oh yeah um and then there's heart i love heart mm. i think heart is a great band yeah um but then when you get into like courtney love era it's like where are we going and then it just turns into pop songs after that i like a I like the idea of the distillers and I don't like everything that they yeah, did, but right. I do like a lot of their stuff. Yeah. I think that Coral Fang album mm-hmm. was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I can't think of it too many other female fronted rock bands. Yeah. There's not a ton of them. I mean, uh, Joan Jett was probably the biggest one that mm-hmm. came out with her. Uh, the Bengals, very popular. I guess now technically against me. Yeah, which that's true. The sound totally changed between. Yeah, um, but it's still the same band. That's what's so weird. I can't wait for us to talk about against me on this podcast oh, yeah. because it's it's such an interesting band. Because you can take an early song and the most recent song, and I know it's the same band. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like there's something about it that's style. just so consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but that transgender dysphoria blues album. Yeah, the sound totally changed. Right, like her voice changed. Yeah. 
from I think the like the Tom Gable uh, acoustic or the solo uh, EP that came out mm-hmm. right before that, like or between the, uh, New Wave and yeah. Transgender Dysphoria, right. like the voice change for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it, we. I've seen her play like three or four times. Yeah, and they're playing old against me songs, and I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. this is a little bit different. Yeah. But it's awesome. Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this song. I think the song is fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, does it change the entire mix going forward? (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. We'll get to to that. (laughs) Well, I want to say my idea... I'm not taking the third round off. You're getting me hyped up in the third round. My idea of putting this at at spot number three is because of the change... Because it changes up the mix as well. Sure. <laughs> but and it's not more Courtney Barnett. But it definitely I would say but okay. We've talked about this before, is sometimes you're like you listen to the mix enough and you're like, I can't wait to get to track three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a you get the back half of the mix, different mix than the front half yep. of the mix. <laughs> you know what? I I, t- I packed the back in with too many ladies. <laughs> well, I should have spread out the. It's ladies. more just a consistency. It's a consistency between those front those front two songs work really well together. They're yeah. both two different types of music coming from the same era, like a throwback, right? Yeah, because they like both sound like they come from the eighties, but one's punk and one's like this you know, new wave pop type melody. You know? Yeah. Um, where the back half, they're all very consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the last one's a stretch. Yeah. Uh, I think like RJ said, the accents make them very consistent. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. French accent. Yeah. I was always very excited listening to this next getting to the song. Cause I knew I was in for a ride at the end of it. <gasps> Have you listened to anything else by her? Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> cool. All right. So the next song, we've got Suburbia by Press Club off of Late Teens. Album came out 2018. Um, all right. So inspired by the work of acts such as The Who and Husker Du, Press Club are a four-piece alt-rock punk outfit from Melbourne, Australia, formed in 2016. The band quickly became known on the local scene for their loud and brash songs, such as Suburbia and Headwreck, made up of vocalist Natalie Foster, Fostas. guitarist Greg Ratwick, <laughs> bass guitarist Rufio McRae, and drummer Frank Lees. The group came together out of the ashes of former bands. Um, they spent 2017 writing material and performing throughout Melbourne, uh, earning an ever burgeoning and committed fan base uh in 2018 their single suburbia caught the attention of several australian radio stations and the band was subsequently picked to performed at the nye on the hill and the falls festival don't know what those are but sounds cool (laughs) some australian shit yeah (laughs) vegemite festival (laughs) um rj yes how do you feel towards press club I enjoy this. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I enjoy this a lot. <laughs> I thought you would. I actually looked up other songs by them and yeah. I was like, I like, and I just pushed play and I went about my day. Did you listen to that album, Late Teens, or just, just their hits? Their songs? Their I, hits made yeah. me like them too. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I like that album, Late Teens. There was a repetitiveness to it, and I was like, all right, I get it. But I like the overall <laughs> it, feel Spurbia, of the song. Yeah. Lost your love. Headwreck, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the song Headwreck? Mm, I don't remember. Okay. Now, I think that was the single off the album from what you're saying. Yeah. That one. That would be on almost the top of the Yeah. I had that I one on it. literally until the day I made, or until the day I sent you guys the mix. Yeah. 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 This is a fantastic song. It's a great song. No, right. I, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I like the intro, and then it kind of just starts off, and I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the intro is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a bit of a change in this a song. Bit, too. Not as harsh. No. A little bit more subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, uh, yeah, musically has a change um, in it. Um, yeah. I think the song is fantastic. Loved it. Cool. Yeah. All right. I found these guys more recently. Okay. Uh, like within the past couple months. It, they just kept showing up, and I didn't want to. It was like under recommended artists, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to listen to a new band. And then I finally did, and then found out that it was a girl singer. And I was like, okay, I'm interested now. <laughs> like, this style of music, and you said they were influenced by Husker Du and the, and the Who. I don't really get either of those. Again, from this, but that's Australian. <laughs> yeah, saying right. like, I'm going to pick these two bands <laughs> that are like the C list bands yeah. of pe- bands that people love right you know like it's not like the rolling stones and the ramones <laughs> it's Husker du and the Who, you know yeah it's like that's so australian <laughs> so yeah there's i don't see the influence but that's cool that they like those bands or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna make a metal band be like i was inspired by <laughs> tom petty fucking and- tiny tim <laughs> yeah tiptoe through the tulips yeah all right, so last track off the mix is Happy Song. This is the alternate version um, by Alex the Astronaut off of, I believe, I don't know if the alternate version is off of this. That might be a single. Um, but I think the original Happy Song was off of The Theory of Absolutely Nothing from 2018. Um, Alexandra Lynn, who performs as Alex the Astronaut, is an Australian singer-songwriter. She has been described as one of Australia's most powerful and important songwriters. Just like she's the most powerful and important songwriter. She's the John Lennon <laughs> of Australia. Uh, her music has been described as folk pop and folktronic, uh, often drawing comparisons to Paul Kelly. Lynn graduated uh, from Pinball Ladies College in Sydney before studying maths and physics at Long Island University in New York. Um, in January 2020, Alex the Astronaut released the single I Think You're Great and Split the Sky. Uh, the track references the film franchise Harry Potter and the opening line where Lynn sings, I've been colder watching Harry Potter looking older. Alex the Astronaut tweeted the inspiration upon release and James and Oliver Phelps, who played the Weasley twins, both retweeted the post. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I just really like that. Yeah. <laughs> read it. They played the Weasley twins. Yes, the Weasley twins. The were... older ones. Yes. Oh, yeah. George and Fred. Um, and Fred. Fred. Yes. Hey. Those the redheads. Yeah. Rascally rabbits. <laughs> Rascally gingers. Uh, one of them dies. I think it's Fred. I think Fred dies at I the think end. Fred dies. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, RJ, have you heard of Alex the Astronaut? I have not. No? Have you? Have you? Uh, 
I asked you first. I asked you first. Okay. I had not before. Time this was <laughs> this was the one that I just found while making the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why this song? Well, this one's catchy. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was one of the hits. Um, so, I wanted to put more diversity on the mix, but I think the first four went too well together for this one to be on there. Really? I do. I think... Interesting. RJ. So, if I... Okay. <laughs> there was another song that I wanted to put on there by Tones and I. Have you heard her? Uh, Are they Australian? Yeah. She, <laughs> Sorry. Fuck you. You got me. Totally got them. Yeah. yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> oh, you know them too? Yeah. They're on my iPad. Man, you know iPod Nano. about them. Uh, um, no, she's a uh, Australian girl that was like busking in uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. And she's like 17 years old and does this like, I, I don't know, interesting kind of music. Like drum machine style, kind of like the Tosh Sultana stuff, but not rap rock. <laughs> and uh, she's super popular right now. Mm-hmm. Like the song is, I think you might have heard the song, hmm. but I was going to put that on there, but it was too different than any of the songs to put on there. Hmm. This one is different as well. See, I feel like three, four, and five work seamlessly together. Okay. I think stylistically, they all work very well. Even four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Even four. Yeah, because I think four has aspects of three and five. This is why I think they all work together is because five is not like three. Three is not like five. Okay. Four is like three and five. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so three, four, and five go well together. That's what I think. One and two are the outliers. For me, yes. I could see that as well. RJ? I see number five as the outlier. Interesting. And is it because of the accent? <laughs> uh, the accent does does not have any play in it. <laughs> but I feel like just the previous songs, they're more upbeat, a higher tempo, and then this one comes in and it's like bubbly and it's fun. It's like, I just need a happy song. It's and, literally a happy song. And it, it, cha- <laughs> it changes yeah. it, the feeling of it. But I think it all comes back to, you know, the placement of it. And I like the placement of it. Okay. You like it at the end, huh? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's like I just rage and now I got home and I'm like, all right, time for Betty Bye. And it's like, oh, I got a happy song for you. And I'm like, cool. Thanks. I do wish this one ended. <laughs> <laughs> this is your Betty Bye song? <laughs> yeah, this is my Betty Bye song. Nathan, sing me the happy song. <laughs> Devin, come here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in my so jammies. Creepy. Do it again. If you're tucking him in doing that. <laughs> oh, I need a happy song. Happy song. But do it with the accent this time. <laughs> do the accent. <laughs> More inflection. <laughs> I do wish the song kind of ended when she like quiets down. She's like, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Does that whole I thing. love the does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I that love part. the does. Yeah. But if it ended there and just faded out, like it would have been perfect for the end. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I put it at the end, but then they go into like, you know, the whole Something other... stupid. Yeah. Well, they're like, I don't know, anthem chant thing. 
I have a crazy mixture of how I would put these songs together. I would probably agree with it after listening to this all week long. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, so like, the first time I listened to this mix, I was so entranced with the back half of the songs that I'm like, why didn't he just make, though, he, you could have ditched the other, it would make more sense to, for in my head, to ditch the other two okay. and to put two more songs that fit with those three songs. Okay. In my head, that seems more logical because of how those three songs work together versus, like, you guys are thinking that the first four songs work together and song five doesn't. I see what you're saying, too, though. Um, For me, two and four were the similar songs. Mm. Uh, So Royal Headache and Press Club. Yeah. If you played those back to back, you'd be like Garage Rock and Garage Rock. I feel that. So, kind of. Would you like my order? I do. I do. Okay. Yes. So I would start with track four. Start with okay. I would start with start with track four. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I would keep two as number two. Okay. Because I do think those songs work really well they're, with they're each other. Okay. Yes. And then, as because I like to use my palate cleanser song, I would use. Alex the Astronaut as my track three. This is when it, when it gets weird. Happy right? song. Right. Happy song yeah. in the middle. Right. What the fuck is that? Oh, I don't hear anything. Oh. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> yeah. I seriously thought I was getting electric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I would use the Alex the Astronaut song as my track three. And then I would use the Courtney Barnett song. As track four, and Ooh, then I would end, end with blue juice. With blue juice, because then it's like, because it seems like you're going down, mm-hmm. and then you're like, yeah, <laughs> just get that key chart going, and then you're you're just like, oh yeah, you rock hard while you're finishing. Okay. RJ wants to be tucked into bed. I want to be rock hard when you I get into bed. You want to be woken up, <laughs> yes, with the boner, yeah. ready to go. Okay, now the party starts again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, see, that's interesting because I saw Blue Juice as the boner jam. Yeah, like that's the boner jam. Yeah, I and I thought to put it at the beginning because it's the boner jam, see, but it's not going into a bunch of other boner jams. The only reason why I would order the songs that way is because they seem more spread out to have them work more cohesively. Yeah, because in my mind, the way that I look at the songs is, I feel like I've got the first two songs and I've got the back three songs. And spreading the the two other songs out within those three songs makes it for me that the mix would flow better as a whole. Okay. I think what I would do if I could redo it. Mm-hmm. No, RJ, did you have a reorder for it, or how did you feel about the order? I I like the outro. I like the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, you could take or leave the middle. <laughs> <laughs> The middle. I'm here for the intro. They could be, <laughs> they could be plus or minus. I, I, I mean, I had no objection. Could be plus or minus. Mm-hmm. Either one. Mm-hmm. Could they be division or? Add it all together, it evens out as okay. an average. So what about cosine? Is the middle cosine at all? It's tangent. It's tangent. It's acute. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what would you do then? So I would keep blue juice at one. And I think go into Courtney Barnett. Mm-hmm. And from Courtney Barnett, yeah, I would do, let's see, Press Club, and then 
Royal Headache and keep Alex at Alex the Astronaut at the end. So keep one and five the same. Yeah. So you just take two and put it as four. That's it. Uh, two was at four. Three was at two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look I would at mix it. Like, around the that middle, just yeah. comes here and those go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two and four. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My head works in blocks. Yes. You take this block and you put that we'll block there. blocks. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, two would go at four. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. So, this mix for me, I'm going to take you guys down a journey. Okay? okay. This mix for me is the reason why a scoring system does not work. Okay. Okay. I agree. It's because something magical happened oh. when I was listening to this mix. Okay. Okay. So I listened to this mix and I was confused about the first two and the back three. Okay. Right. And I was just like, first two, back three, first two, back three. All right. right. And then something magical happened and Spotify just kept playing songs mm. in the magical way that Spotify does. Oh, yes. Right. And so Spotify played other artists that I feel that would work very well with the back three. Ooh, okay. There's someone named Stella Donnelly who has a song called Die that I'm in love with. I didn't hear that one, but I heard her her most popular one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a band called Mallrat. That would fit so well with Press Club. Are they Australian? They're Australian. Oh, okay. So it just it went down snake? the Australian rabbit hole, right? Yeah. And it played enough songs for me that I made an Australian playlist. Sick. <laughs> of yeah. these front, these female singer-songwriter yeah. bands. Yeah. Because there's a few of them. That I you could have just made if you you could have just made a mix that was just like Australian female singer songwriter bands yeah. like you could have done that and I would have been you would have a five for me right now a yeah five. you would have a perfect score it's great right <laughs> because yeah they're so fucking good like yes. I can't explain to you I I don't know when was the last time I was excited and it's not a genre of music it's just a group of artists that yeah. I've never heard of before that I like most of them. Like, I made yeah. a, a playlist where I put, like, maybe six artists in there, and I've just been shuffling through them, and they're all fucking good. Did you find the Beths? Yes, the Beths yeah. in there. Uh, there's this other one. But I really want to talk about, okay. Okay. Alex the Astronaut. Okay. I heard the song, the happy song, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, that's uh, you're doing something interesting with your voice. Happy song. <laughs> Bedtime <Got> song. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I... And then another song came on from Alex Astronaut. Ooh, okay. And I, I don't want to say this because it's going to sound stupid. Okay. Okay. But she's one of the greatest songwriters I've ever listened to. Well, that's what Wikipedia said, right? Yeah, I know. That's why it sounds stupid. Really? <laughs> okay. She has a song called I Like to Dance. Okay. And I would encourage both of you guys to listen to the song called I Like to Dance. All right. It's a song about domestic abuse in a relationship. Oh. And it is one of the most well-written songs I have 
ever heard. Okay. Like, she has a level of songwriting capability that is well beyond her age. And it sounds like... I, I can't even explain... So, I really like storytelling in songs. I don't necessarily like poetry in songs. Mm-hmm. I really like storytelling in songs. And she has a way of narratively doing this story in a song called I Like to Dance about this relationship and this relationship falling apart due to domestic violence. But this person is staying with this person because they have kids. And it's so interesting and intricate, the song. And the way that she uses lines to play as like chorus repeats is so interesting. Um, So... You can kind of hear that in the happy song, yeah. her narrative style. The happy song is which too pop. It is compared very pop. to me taking a deep dive on all of these people, including her. It's like this is like the generic version of her. There are mm-hmm. way better songs from her, right? Okay, and it, with all these people, I, I took, Barnett I took a dive on her. Yes, loved her stuff. Like, she so her good. style. I like. I feel like she invented that style. That yes. narrative style like straying away from they call it deadpan but it's really like you're engaged in the story of whatever the fuck she's talking about yeah you know even if you don't understand it you're just like i I get it yeah it has like a rhythm to it but she's not just singing a verse she's not singing lines that rhyme it's like poetry yeah there's a there's a more the the uh the female musician stella donnelly she has a style that is like it's very interesting because even Alex Astronaut kind of uh, toes that line a little bit, but she has a style that's like a slightly poppier Regina Spector. I heard some stuff by Stella Donnelly. Yeah, and she's really good. I yeah. really like her stuff. Uh, and so a scoring system for me with this mix does not make any sense. Okay. Because I I love 3, 4, and 5. I have a problem with the order. Okay. Right? Which I would take down points okay but the mix led me to a group of songs and artists that i built a whole playlist for it's called aussie right we'll see (laughs) it's a whole playlist for them and i had to once the shuffle came on and i started listening to these other bands because that happened later in the week after i listened to the mix a couple Mm -hmm. times i just put the mix away and i just focused on my aussie mix (laughs) (laughs) because there's because the even press club like they have songs that are just so good yeah like they're just great songs and so this is the first time that you either one of you guys have done a mix where you have well mostly devin has tried to do this right devin has always since the beginning of this podcast been like i want to put a mix of bands together that you haven't heard before that you like (laughs) right and this is the first time that i listened to a mix that he made and i fell down a rabbit hole and i found a lot of bands that i really like yes (laughs) like and i can't even tell you what genre of music female singer songwriters from australia are but i like them all it's australian (laughs) yeah that's it that's the difference yeah yeah like i don't know what it is but like i just i was i fell down the rabbit hole and i was like i can't believe i haven't heard any of these people yeah like alex astronaut i can't believe i've never heard her before maybe i've heard her name before and i thought it sounded stupid so i was just like no i'm not gonna listen to you yeah but like she is such a good songwriter it's crazy all these bands exist in their own music economy in australia i think that's kind of what i was getting at initially it's like america has their 
Billboard Top 100. Yeah. And Australia has their own separate Billboard Top 100, yeah. whatever it's called in Australia. And everything there is different. It's like they don't listen to new American music. No. The way the rest, the most of the world does. Uh-huh. You know, like American music is kind of dominant in other places as well. Right. But Australia seems to just not be paying attention to that. And there's a lot of really unique music coming out of there. Yeah. I really don't know what it is. Yeah, I can't it, pinpoint it. But it seems like artists that were influenced by the 80s that were making yeah. music in the early aughts, right? So like yeah. the Yaya yeah, yeah, Yaz, right? The Yaya yeah, Yaz is very yeah. influenced by 80s punk, right? Mm-hmm. And you got these bands that are in America that are making music in the early to mid aughts that I love most of the music from that time period, mm-hmm. right? And it seems like this music belongs in that time period, but is coming out now. And yeah. I'm just like confused because I'm just like, I love it. Why haven't I heard it? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. RJ, I'm assuming you did not have the week I had. <laughs> it was a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did have that with press club a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, I went in, I, I looked into them and then the Courtney song. I'm like, I did the voice. I was like, that voice looks funny. I looked up on my phone. That voice I, looks funny. Or sounds funny. <laughs> and I believe in 2017, Devin sent me a YouTube video of her covering a Kanye West song. <laughs> and I was like, I have heard her in 2017. I don't remember that Kanye West cover. Yeah, I don't remember this. I, I don't know the song, but she's huh. literally like, hi, I'm Courtney Barnett, and I'm covering a Kanye West song. See, she has that narrative style where she could take a rap song and yeah. sing it. It changed it. I, I don't totally know the song, that. but she yeah. changed Well, because even like her being influenced by Patti Smith and Velvet Underground, like they have a way of using, um, what's it called? Uh, poetry from the 60s. Um, beat poets. Beat poets. Yeah. So the, they have that influence of beat poetry, which I can totally see her doing yeah. stuff like that. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, Courtney Barnett. I don't know how far you went down with her. Well, I've got... She's on the mix. Okay. I've been listening to the album that this song comes from. I would listen to the album before this. Sometimes I... Something. Yeah. Listen to that one first and then listen to... Well, it's too late. Okay. I've been listening to it all, all right. week. All right. Have Kevin. you listened to the whole album yes. like all the way through? Yes. I. Okay, that album's great. <laughs> but the, the previous album is... A yeah. very different album, too. Yeah. I just like the, again, it's music that I would not think have came, has came out in the last couple of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was pretty happy with this. Mix. I'm happy that you guys. <laughs> Which is hard I'm because happy that you found Press Club and yes. liked them. And I'm happy that He's you found Australian music. <laughs> Press Club. <Yeah. laughs> well, they're good. I enjoyed them. <laughs> they're a blink. They're not the blink of Australia. I found the Australian <laughs> blink. Oh, did you? I'm not gonna let you know who it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, yeah, I had a good time with this mix. Um, again, it's hard because. So for me, without the knowledge of taking the deeper dive, right, mm-hmm. of really falling in love with Alex Astronaut, like I would Damn. give this mix a three point two. Okay. But because I have all of that extra, I'm giving you a 4.2. Sick. Yeah. Full, if, a full eucalyptus leaf. Yeah. Again, <laughs> if if just the mix was just reorganized a little bit, yeah. I'd probably give it a 4.6. Okay. And again, if you just had Stella Donnelly and a Mallrat song on there, you would have had a 5. 
So I didn't you, know Mallrat was Australian. Your, yeah, you've had five mixes, right? And you are getting very close. Like to for me personally, oh, I'm gonna get that five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, you are you are trying to put bands together in an interesting way of hopefully I haven't heard them before. Yeah, or RJ hasn't heard them, or maybe he's casually heard them through you. Yeah, right. And this is pretty damn close. A 4.2 is the highest score I've given you on any mix. And a lot of it comes yeah. to, like, I like the songs. I have an issue with the order, but it, like, it did the job that you want it to do. Okay. Which is, like, love these bands and these songs. I think that's why I put such a variety of music on there, I guess. Not even... A- I do consider the last three different, but I see how they can be bridged together by that fourth song. Yeah. But the reason I put Blue Juice on there, because I knew RJ had heard it before, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know if you'd heard it before, and I thought you might like them. I was surprised that you liked Alex the Astronaut, but I guess it's for that other song. Yeah, because I thought she was fine, and then I listened to her other stuff, and I was like, okay. Oh, I get it. I thought you would like (laughs) Courtney Barnett. Yeah. Even based off of just this song, I thought that might be your favorite one on this one or Press Club. Yeah. Um, it's Courtney Barnett. That's my favorite song in the mix. Yeah. 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 So what did you think of that other, the rest of that album? Yeah, it's good. That it's, first song, hope, Hopefulness. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that song. Um, yeah. So I think that's why I put a, a variety of different stuff on there instead of just going the female singer, songwriter, Australian route. Right. Would have been fucking cool. Yeah. RJ? I give it a 4.2, man. I'm stoked on that. <laughs> so, overall, I enjoyed the mixtape. I think it was it was fun. It was you know, I like seeing people that I have not heard before. And I think if I had to rate it from like, you know, least favorite to favorite would be least favorite would be 1 2 3 4 5 and 5 would be my favorite. I like the order because of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, and it was an overall great mix. That makes sense because you're you're always looking forward to sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sleeping. <laughs> it's always it's funny because I'm getting a I'm getting both of your preferences in all of these songs, yeah. especially like it's hard to d- determine like when we've both when we've all heard a song before, like how we rate it. Like it's hard to determine what that person likes, but. The songs that you guys haven't heard and the fact that you liked them like tells me a lot about what you're going to like in the future. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. rating, it's kind of funny. After I put all the points together, I gave you a 4.17. Ooh, look Ooh, at that. All right. <laughs> you got two in the four. Damn. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's your highest. You've been hovering around 3.8. For like this entire, I think thing. I gave out one four. I forgot what it was for though. I think it was the summer loving one. It might have been. Yeah, that was a fun one too. Damn, JT. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I the like uh, a couple of the other ones that I found was Julia Jacqueline. Mm, no, I haven't heard of her. She has a someday cover that's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the other one that I really really liked was uh, Snail Mail. I love Snail oh, Mail. I like yeah. Snail Mail. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, like if you had just like if if for whatever reason you were just like, I'm just gonna do female. Yeah. Right. It would have been perfect. It's pretty close. I gotta see what's on my B sides. I got Tones and I, 
Oh yeah, I listened to that. Series. Didn't listen to that. Um Trophy Eyes. They're pretty cool, but didn't fit at all. I think all. I've seen yeah. the name before. I don't know what to compare them to. They're very nineties. Yeah. I would say. Like hmm. kind of like tonic that <laughs> no if you could only see, <laughs> but the Australian version. It's lemons. It's, I don't know. Lemons. But Lots they're cool. Lemons. I like them. Uh, Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, uh, Series Again, Alexi Astronaut, Wax, Ruby Fields. Oh, yeah. For RJ would yeah. like Ruby Fields. Song Dinosaurs. I like Dinosaurs. I know you like Dinosaurs. <laughs> um, are, are you always sad when you see dinosaurs in movies and you don't see their balls? Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm that way about like actors. Too. I've, thought, I've thought about that, but it doesn't get me sad. But I've thought about that before. Well, I mean, like one, it's like, do they have balls? Because they're reptiles, and reptiles have cloacas. So it's like, I don't know what I pictured reptiles have cloacas there. too. I don't know. Maybe I know birds do. Yeah, I think I think turtles do. I don't know what dinosaurs had as far as genitalia go, but you for sure you would hope to see a butthole, but you don't see any yeah, butthole. You don't see no. anything. You see the shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see big piles of T Rex shit, but you don't see it shitting. You know what you do see buttholes in hmm. is if you ever watch The Secret Life of Pets, um, especially in the second one. Really? It's an animated movie, right? Oh yeah. For I've children. Seen both of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's lots of buttholes. If you just pay attention, all the cats have buttholes. All the dogs have buttholes. They they don't shy away from it at all. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And they wouldn't let Louis C.K. come back from <laughs> number two. Although, have you seen two? Yeah. Okay, so I think that it's a completely different movie from one. Yeah. Pat Oswald's uh, uh, change of the character of Max, Yeah. it completely changes the character and the, the way the movie is. And I, I was very hesitant towards Secret Life of Pets 2 at first, but I, I've watched it so many times now, and yeah. I think I love it, <laughs> and I think it's good. I, I've, I've gone back to watch Secret Life of Pets 1. I don't like it as much because Louis C.K.'s Max just doesn't work for me as it well. It doesn't. <laughs> Patton Oswalt did a much better Max. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I was very excited about it. And, yeah, I, it was a totally different movie. <laughs> it's the rare example where a sequel is better than the original. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I came around to it. At first, I didn't think that... But now I do because I understand the structure of the film a lot better. It's made for children. They're very quick with their storytelling. Yeah. They've got a lot of storylines going on. Snowball is my son's favorite. He loves that little guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie I saw recently, which I don't know if you've heard of, is The Terminator. <laughs> um, From 1984? Yes, The Terminator. Made I, by James Cameron? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, you've heard yeah. of it. Okay. <laughs> I only watched the first half, but it seems to be... He fell asleep. Just yeah. like... This German bodybuilder comes from the future and just commits acts of violence against women. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Bill it's Paxton's interesting in it? story. Bill Paxton was in it. Yeah, he plays Christian. Yeah, I had to, <laughs> yes. I had to look it up. Oh yeah, yeah. But I do you think T two is better than T one? Here's the thing. Okay. okay, so just like from Alien to Aliens, we've got a horror movie to an action movie. In Terminator, yeah. you've got a horror thriller to an action movie. Yes. Two separate movies. It's hard to compare. Now, yeah. have you seen the Rotten Tomato score for The Terminator? I didn't, but I heard the score for T uh, two. It was like ninety three percent. The score for The Terminator is one hundred percent. Wow, one hundred. It's completely for fresh. Thirty six year tomatoes. old movie. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I personally think The Terminator is a better made movie than T two. And T2 is fun. It's an action movie. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. But I just like with Alien and Aliens, I think Alien is a better, well, 
made movie than yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Now, do I would I choose to watch the Terminator over T two? Probably not. But I think the Terminator is a better made movie. I agree. Oh. Yeah, I didn't finish the Terminator, but I had seen it before, and I just did not remember any part of it. Yeah. Um. There's some fucking. Yeah, I remember the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to rewatch that. I was like, John I got that part. That yeah. Fuck? yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we were watching T2 last night. And uh, pretty great highway chase. I mean, oh, it's so many cool stunts. Yeah. Like that dude that drove the motorcycle <laughs> as Arnold oh, yeah, off the, stuntman the thing is fucking insane. into the L.A. River yeah. with a straight face. Just <laughs> no fucking helmet. Yeah. Just like. Like he actually did that. It was in 1991. Yeah. He actually did that. Yeah, yeah. It's a great action movie. But RJ made the point like, there's not much talking going on in this movie. No, there's no exposition. There's no. nothing being said. It's just well, in T two there is, there is, but there's long periods where it's just action. Yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. But there's lots of exposition. Anytime Sarah Connor is talking, she's having to explain why she's in the predicament that she's in she's having to be like okay mm-hmm. so this guy this terminator came before if you yeah, would have seen the first movie came, fuck that dude i made yeah. my son my son's supposed to save the world <laughs> and she she was a great actor in that yeah. too yeah like from t1 to t2 oh yeah like she completely changed characters yeah. she became that militarized badass, badass sarah yeah. connor made me realize that there were some actual like badass female lead roles oh, yeah. back Alien. in the 80s 90s Ripley. yeah is like the quintessential, like yeah. first female big heroine in action movie. Yeah. No. And I don't know if there was a lack of them after that. No, it just became, um, what's the right word? Uh, it's not pulp. Um, but they became yeah. very popular in like B and C movies. Yeah. And so people just didn't take them as seriously anymore. And then like Quentin Tarantino was like, hold on, here's Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that being an issue in the in Hollywood for a while. They're saying like there's not enough female leads. Yeah. And then when Star Wars came out and uh you know the uh Force Wagons. Yes. Yeah. And what's her name? Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. Was like the strong female lead in that movie. It was like a big deal. I was like, no, I think I there's guess. been some before. Yeah. Cuz yeah. Leia was like one of the first strong female leads cuz Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is 77 and Alien is 78. But Leia is still kind of a side character where the Ripley becomes like the main, the Luke of the franchise. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then Quentin made Death Proof, which that's like all female. And and then even Planet Terror to an extent with Robert Rodriguez. Is, was the other one Sucker Punch? Oh, yeah, Sucker Punch. That? That's Zack Snyder. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, it's, it's like a big, long music video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, are you giving yourself a four point five? <laughs> um, no, I would. I would say four out of five. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Just I based on the, the order. Highest rating. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I I wasn't happy with the order like halfway through this week because I was listening to this one more and more. Mm-hmm. There was a couple last minute changes, like the press club song. I had a different one to begin with, so I changed it at the last minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have rearranged it somehow if I put more thought into it. Nice. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I think you're you're getting to your goal. You know, I, this might be the best that you can do. I don't know. This might be my pinnacle. <laughs> it goes downhill yeah. after yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, might be a long ride downhill for me. It's all wrap around. That's all I got left. I played my hand. I showed my cards. Um, all out of chips. RJ, I hope this mix for this week is all cock rock. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, do you want me to answer this? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, hold on. Answer how you want. <laughs> it, it could be. Oh, oh it, it could be. Me. <laughs> All right, what's the name? Is it a riddle? I mean, I haven't told you yet. Okay. Uh, I would like. I was hoping the mix was called "It Could Be." <laughs> <laughs> he just says nothing else. Yeah. Just stares at us for the rest of this. All right. You're ready. Yeah. yeah. Try to hit it. That's what she said. Okay, wait. Hold on. You have a joke as your title. Try to hit it. That's what she said. Try to hit it. That's what she said. So she is telling what is, I assume, to be a man to try to hit her G spot. Yeah. Right. But then she's saying, so in the middle of coitus, yep. she is making a joke about that's what she that's said. That's what she said. While he's trying to find the G spot. Did you know okay. you can find Michael Scott things on Spotify? I'm just saying. Michael Scott things. The, you're just trying to confuse us. Okay. Let's I don't get back to yeah, the that, G that, spot. That's not a thing. No, this is about G spots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody knows where the G spot <laughs> yeah. is. So, um, But he can't find it currently. It, that's what she said. Yes, exactly. Try to hit it. So she thinks she's being funny and playful. Maybe that's how they like their foreplay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> every Everything you're doing now is like two sentences from the title. <laughs> it's like a call and response thing. I was thinking about it's putting like, a semicolon. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like you're asking a question, you get the fucking answer. <laughs> Well, okay. Try to hit it. <clears throat> you have to look it up. <laughs> Try to hit it. That's what she said. Try to hit it. Uh, is it question or okay? Are you period? are you the cuck in the room? Yeah. Are you the cuck? It's a statement, <laughs> not a, a statement. question. Are you saying this to the people? Like, are you saying that that's what she said? Is she is she having sex and she's saying try to hit it and then you're the cuck in the room? Yeah, and you're saying. That's what she. That's said. what she said. You're a bad cuck. You're <laughs> to not the bull. supposed to. You say, say that, that to the bull. You're not supposed to be having fun. <laughs> You're just supposed there. to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> sad feeling. I'm just there to better. observe. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's right. You let the bull do his job. All right. So, in <laughs> in reality, I think this is hit songs by females. I hope it's female R and B songs. Try. Oh, we got some salt and pepper on here. Okay, so I'm saying like Billboard mm-hmm. top songs mm-hmm. uh, by females. Okay, yeah. but what's got to be something saying else? Michael too. Scott. Yeah, it's it's got to be more specific because that could be like so many. Songs. Okay, if it, I will entertain this Michael Scott bullshit for one <laughs> second, if it had anything to do with The Office, what would it be? I mean, I don't think it does. Steve Carell is not a musician. Nope. Um, Andy is a musician. Yeah, but there's not like a set. What happens if he had a band? Theme of songs that are in the office. Like, there's nothing that goes uh, with the office besides the office. It doesn't have song. anything to do with the office. Yeah, that's what I yeah. fucking thought. All right. 
Try yeah, to what's hit that it. song called? That's what she said. Bullfrog what? Love that they sang. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, that Kevin is singing on the drums. Fuck. What is that? <laughs> it's something like Bullfroggy Love or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs> I'm, I miss The Office. Um, yeah, I love The Office. I'm a huge Office guy. Yeah. I've seen The Office too many times. I've seen a lot of episodes. Oh, really? <sighs> what he do you think? not seen them in order. Mm-hmm. What do you... Oh, okay. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no, hear I, you've Pam seen some and of them. the guy got married or something. Shut up. No. Wait, the guy got married? Who are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Sits at the desk or something. They Jim, all sit at desk. It's Jim an office. <laughs> Jim and Pam get married. Yeah, there's like this guy named Turk and like JD and they have the weird like love affair. You can't compare Scrubs to the office. No. I like Scrubs, but it's not the office. I prefer the UK version of Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is debatable on the last season of The Office and the yeah. last season of Scrubs. Oh, uh, those are very similar, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, too bad we didn't get a Shroot Farms. I was excited about the Shroot Farms for a minute. When oh, like a show? It. Yeah. Spinoff? Yeah, you know, in the last season, they have the, that episode where uh, someone in Dwight's family dies, and they have a funeral, and they have all those people there. And the one dude from um, Silicon Valley um, plays his brother. Tom Swiddleditch? Um, yes, he plays Dwight's brother. That's who's right. Like, um, who's made a bunch of money, isn't part of the farm anymore, and like Dwight's getting going to get married to one of like the sisters to the, the family. Oh yeah, yeah, and like that's supposed to set up a Dwight Schrute Farms oh. TV show, but they've decided to cancel it. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hmm. um, I guess try to hit it. That's what she said. Devin and I are going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're asking for. Try. <laughs> Is that what you're asking? Tell me right now. Yeah. And we'll find out Do next week. Do you want week. me to hit you? <laughs>